All right, so Sean, you've got uh, you've got your honest minute prepared. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. History, history. You guys ready? Personal problems. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Halloween we, uh, is terrible. That's my personal problem too, man. What are we doing no, today? Which good. episode? Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah. Freddy Krueger's the, right, cool. the goat. Yeah, you got um, right. you got your bit prepared. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be like two minutes. I just need to do some stretching and then we'll jump into bro. it. We, you sit down. What are you man? stretching for? You. Uh, Spooktober's almost over. We got to get this done like ASAP. I hurt my back. I need two minutes. Let me stretch. They say walk, not stretch. Yeah, I'm stretching Christ, through. I need to stretch. The doctor also. Right I was there. So my I seen it. Yeah. No, I've seen nothing but darkness these last couple of months, and I feel nothing but pain. Okay, speaking of darkness, look at Joe. Joe, this time what we'll the do fuck? a top three instead of a top five, and I'll take wait, 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 Joe, you can't touch your toes. <laughs> Piece of shit. Well, oh, real quick, <laughs> guys, worried about what I'm doing over here. I'm just doing some stretching. Well, yeah, no, stretching. I can't touch my toes. It's not even stretching if you don't touch your toes. Touch your toes, yeah. real quick, Joe. I can't touch my toes. Aww, can you guys touch your toes? Of course. Yes, all of we're, us can. We're not children. You can all. All right. So let me it. see if you guys. All right, Sean. Let's see. You touch. Go ahead. Easy. Go ahead. Oh, okay. All right. Ah. Okay. See, whatever. Boom. All right. Look so one of you guys can. Whatever. Not a big. Not a big Dude, deal. Literally Congratulations. All literally all. Yeah. Of us. All of us, Shem. This. Okay. You can touch your toes. Dude, let's I see. The fattest it. one here. Yes. Watch this. <laughs> Shem, you're not fat if yeah. you can touch your toes. And that's what I'm saying, dog. You're not fat if you can touch your toes. Joe can. All right. You can. It's first off, he's barely touching his toes. Sucks. I don't even know if that even counts. It's not even. You don't even get whatever. Pulse. All right. But at what least I, I can touch my toes. All right, Mike, toes. touch your toes. Mike, touch your toes. I don't feel Do like it. it, but like, yeah, I, guess I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look at that, dude. Look at touch. that form. Man. Yeah. All right. So, all right it's not like just because Literally you guys can touch your toes. Not doesn't mean everyone can touch their toes. All right. I think most people can touch. Really, most I think people you're the only. Guy. I think most people can. Everyone over the age of six, like the I think, can touch their toes. The, like, like, yeah, yeah the Joe, This is why you had a baby. Muscle shit. Relaxers, I don't even know why he's like this. No, why he's bragging over touching my toes? It's not a big deal. This is why Mac Jones is terrible. I'm just saying. Oh my God, Mac Jones can't touch his toes. A lot of people, you know what, guys? I don't think he can actually touch his toes. This is. Oh, uh, uh, Joe. Do you think Queso go on turkey wings? Now, this is podcast. You're going to hear us jerk off the movie, as I said. You think this is funny? Yeah. Is this funny? <laughs> now, this is podcasting. One of their euphemisms of someone dying as they went over yonder. Now, this is podcasting. He rubs that coke all over his wound and then just goes back out to war like a good soldier. Now, this is podcasting. To me, like, do you remember this face? Now, this is podcasting. I saw his asshole fly through his mouth. Hell yeah, man. Now, this is podcasting. Well, good evening, now everybody. Welcome back podcast. to Now This Is Podcasting. This is Shem, and I'm joined by my league of extraordinary gentlemen. We have Sean on the mic. Absolutely. How's it going, Sean? And we also have Miguel. Hello, Mike. Hello, Shem. Not included in this league of extraordinary gentlemen is that piece of shit that we call a producer. Hello, Joe. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you. So in tonight's episode... We will be discussing the 1984 supernatural horror film written and directed by Wes Craven. And yes, we are in fact referring to A Nightmare on Elm Street. It stars Heather Langenkamp as Nancy, Johnny Depp as Glenn, and Robert England as Freddy Krueger. Per IMDb, 
The film had a budget of $1.8 million and grossed $25,685,134 worldwide. (laughs) (sighs) A Nightmare on Elm Street is streaming on HBO Max and can be rented on YouTube, Apple TV, and Amazon Prime Video. The IMDb synopsis of the film states, and I quote, Teenager Nancy Thompson must uncover the dark truth concealed by her parents after she and her friends become targets of the spirit of a serial killer with a bladed glove in their dreams, in which, if they die, it kills them in real life. And on that note, Sean, I have a question. Can we kick it? Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for putting up with my bullshit. We always do, baby. We always do. We're we're rooting for you. Absolutely. But all right, we are we gonna actually kick it now? Are we finna oh, talk about it? We've already it's already been cucked. Oh, it's the fucking <laughs> my dad. <No>. Wow. <laughs> now we're that's a whole Greece. That's a whole different oh. show. Now this is oh, not safe in. for work. <laughs> But this is an all-time classic, Nightmare on Elm Street, one of my favorite movies, and one of the first movies I actually ever really saw, which shows a lot about my fucked-up childhood, I guess, at that (laughs) point. (laughs) So, interesting enough, a quick little tidbit, Nightmare on Elm Street was how I got my mom to get me a PlayStation 2, because it was the cheapest DVD player on the market at $200 back then. New age kids won't fucking know how expensive. Yeah, two two these new age kids won't fucking know how much a fucking PS2 was so much cheaper than the actual DVD player. I know we live in the streaming era and shit mm-hmm. like that. But back in the day, when you had to, you know, get up to put something in something to yep. play something, mm-hmm. that shit was crazy expensive. So a PS2 oh, yeah. being, hey, we can watch movies and I can play video games and it'll keep me out of your hair for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Was we my way win. to get my mom to buy it, and I won. I get me I guess, GTA, mom. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> Freddy Krueger, GTA, a, baby, let's go. Three. That's a story for later. <laughs> basically, me talking. Basically, the fucking underpaid minimum wage kid who worked at the Blockbuster, who I had my cousin who was two years older than me, fucking be on the phone, act like he's my dad, <laughs> even though you know this like this fucking kid has a fucking cracky voice because he's eleven, I'm nine. <laughs> like they're like we don't give a fuck just take the game money so that's how i played the gtas shout out to nice. blockbuster wish you was miss blockbuster rest in peace remember like the dvd players that also had like the vhs yeah those were way more oh, yeah. those i have one voted, sitting man. over here i paid 40 dollars for it a goddamn uh antique store 40 dollars <laughs> antique yes that's what i'm saying we're old it's the only Joe, place i can find it they don't this. fucking make them anymore no no one what was the last time you saw a VHS tape that was new? Uh, never. Yeah. Never. Although yeah, they yeah. Do, uh, people do make cassettes. You yes. You can buy uh, records on cassette now. Actually, uh, pretty cool. yeah, they, they, uh, there's back. somebody out there who makes like uh, new age movies on VHS. I think I follow them on Instagram. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, nice. They're called We Haven't Sold a Single yeah, Pretty word. much. They got like the Batman <laughs> and they got like the box and everything. It looks cool. I fucking right? love it. It's a it's a company that does like they make like Game Boy Advance games oh, from yeah. time to time, and I'm like, damn, I don't have my GBA anymore, but mm-hmm. I I want to buy one just to support. I've got two. I love it. You got two Game Boy Advance. Well, 
I got the SP and like a regular one. Here. Oh, oh, bitch, send me that SP. Send me that XP. Oh, no, I use the SP. You can get the regular one. Damn it. I was, <laughs> yeah, I wanted that fucking one. Okay, all right. Cool, cool. I'm just going to go buy it from an antique store like Mike did. Yeah, there you go. Support your local <laughs> antique store, by the way. Yeah. But back to, I'm sorry, back to fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. It's a classic. I love it. Freddy was my guy. It's it's part of the golden age of slashers, which I'll talk about more in a segment later. <laughs> Real but, horror movie. Yeah, yeah, but, Mike Myers. It is a horror movie. But, but Freddy is goaded. He is one of the most recognizable bad guys. Love it. Love it. Love it. Shout Mike. out Robert England. Uh, Robert England is Goaded Robert England. Mike, I got a question. What's happening? Can we kick it? Yes, we can. Did you see the range on that? That was pretty good. <laughs> that was good. That was like that was like Christina Aguilera and Adele ish. It's about three octaves above your speaking voice. It oh shit. It's incredible. My real speaking voice is like this. I've actually oh, been shit, that's like six in. I'm uh I'm very white. Uh so, uh, takeaways from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. I haven't seen it in a while, but when I did see it, much like Sean, it was one of the first horror movies I really remember watching. And uh, the first one is so good compared to the, the other uh, corniness that comes after. Uh, the first one kind of kicks off the, the series of corniness. Because, like, you think it's cheesy in this one. Wait till you see the next couple. They're, they're rough up until a uh, new nightmare. But... Um, they get cheesier. They get. Oh, first of all, I'm gonna need him to calm cheesier. down. It's it's a couple. <laughs> no. It's some good ones in here. There's some, some good, good ones, ones in there. But yeah. the cheesiness right. just gets it gets out of control in a little. Um, Freddie like does through. become a character of himself later in like the shows and yes. things like that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but as far as this first one goes, uh, a classic. One of my uh, favorite probably horror movies of all time. Actually, I, I'd say probably this is my favorite horror movie of all time. Um. I remember a number one. Yeah, actually, uh, for as as far as like uh, back when I loved movies, like was like well, you know, excited by <laughs> movies. And, like, we, movies were we just do new. a podcast about yeah. movies, but yeah, fuck this, it is, back. this is a marriage for me. I just go through the motions here. Like, join me, Mike. Yeah. We can't have two people on this. <laughs> Joe's made me hate movies. movies. Like, and after yeah. watching him play Hitman, it's made me hate video games too. So, what? No, I'm just playing. No, I'm good at that. <laughs> Kill everyone. No, but uh, I, I specifically remember um, uh, buying the box set uh, for Freddy and watching all of these like religiously. And then they had the extra set after, like the movie that gave you all the interactive shit. Uh, so like, I was a really big Nightmare on Elm Street fan, and like, I love Freddy vs. Jason. And like, this is one of the movies that like I don't think a lot of this stuff was done before this movie. So, like, no, I feel no. like this is very innovative in the sense of, like, you get a lot of things that, like, you see kind of used in horror movies. Like, the, uh, the, 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 the staircase becoming jello, you know, or pudding or whatever. And, like... Oatmeal, son. Oatmeal. 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 There you go. And, like, you can tell, <laughs> though, like, it's very, very, like, that stuff's very scary at the time when you're watching it. And, like, the tones of it is very well done. And, uh... Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's just, it's one of the original. It's not, I don't really consider a lot of it cliche because it did it before cliche. So, like, a lot of this stuff at the time is new. And, like, just thinking about seeing this movie in theater and, like, a big screen, just really, like, I, I would love to see this movie on a big screen. Like, these kind of movies, I just feel, are, are so enhanced by, you know, like, 
the everything in it by seeing it in a big screen like every movie pretty much but this one especially i feel there's a couple scenes i really would have loved to have seen like in 1983 at the time yeah because you don't get that like it's not the full it wouldn't have been like the hd images it wouldn't have been the slow we wouldn't have had been able to pause it slow down yeah like if you got to put yourself back in that that mm-hmm. same scene that's almost 40 years ago like this yeah, would have been a totally different movie exactly to and see even the in remake that doesn't really capture what what uh the, the this movie uh uh really encapsulated at the time i think um because it was really one of the first psychological well not psycho supernatural psychological mm-hmm. like kind of things like uh, every like other slashers are like you know you got jason and mike myers and you know and then maybe Chucky, I would say, is probably he's more of a uh, physical uh, manifestation like of after. slasher. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was. But like in in the term, he, he's doll. not considered a, a <laughs> yeah. golden age of horror. Or well, technically, they usually in golden age of horror in 1984 i, I guess i can get more into that that's okay. gonna save it for okay. later i got you <laughs> i got you uh but yeah uh one of my favorite horror movies um still re-watching it definitely a lot more cheesy uh, a couple of scenes made me laugh and they're not as scary as they would have been when i was younger but still oh, it's a uh, nostalgic value and I, I love it it's just it's it's a fun watch so yeah. actually uh i was wondering i just forgot uh, t- to ask you because yeah, uh, I've been so wrapped up in the movie, uh, but uh, can we kick it? Oh, yes, we can. We can? Yes, we can. Do you mean it? Oh, of course. You don't of have course. to be home at a certain time? No, we can kick it all night. Um, That's cool. I, I, I just took a Benadryl, so. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you got 45 minutes. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Two minute drill, baby. Let's go. It's okay. Yeah. Get- Go get a fucking Red Bull and see whichever wins. <laughs> speedball. Speedball. Yeah, yeah. talking. <laughs> That's a trailer park speedball. That's what we call it. Uh, for me, I would say, so this is the first time that I've ever seen A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Yes. I, I was excited to see what you, your takeaway was on this. Yeah, I've waited until I was 30 years old uh, to finally see this movie. And part of it is because I've watched horror movies growing up, but I've never been a fan of the slasher flicks. Like, they mm-hmm. just don't... They don't do it for me. Uh, I used to really enjoy uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I enjoy the OG Halloween. Um, and that's about it. For other horror movies that I enjoy, they're more of the the psychological ones, the ones that just make me feel uncomfortable in my skin. And Slasher Flicks don't do that. I think it's because, I don't know, you play video games like Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that. Like, I know it's a movie. I know it's it. all fake. Yeah, and this kind of stuff doesn't really do it for me. I will say, I thought this movie was corny as hell, <laughs> and I loved it. Uh, but, you know, to echo what Sean said, you know, the movie is almost 40 years old. Of course yeah. it's going to look corny as hell now. You know, it had a budget of $1.8 million, and we did a, a little bit of uh, inflation math earlier, and that's about $5.5 million Ew, um, math? And, you know, if that were the case, you know, the budget, it would look Ooh. better today. You know, with that same budget, probably. Oh, the practical yeah. effects, I thought, were good. You know, and again, I, I have to suspend some of that disbelief. I'm seeing this movie, this 40-year-old movie, for the first time at the age of 30. Mm-hmm. I've seen way crazier things on the internet since then. One man, one jar. One man, one jar. Exactly, <laughs> Joe. Um, Two men, one bar. Classic. And it, it was good, though. I did enjoy it. There definitely were some scenes where I was like, oh, okay, like, shit. Like, there was definitely some very spooky 
elements in it. And I enjoyed those moments where Wes Craven definitely put a lot of thought into like, how can I make this scene scary? And I thought it was a scary movie, but like the corniness for me took away certain, um, I don't know, just certain reactions that I guess I would, I, I, I should have. And I thought that the only thing that I really didn't like about the movie, if I'm being honest, was the score. And part of it is because some of the music was definitely flashy. So like the, you know, the, the score is doing something in the background and then all of a sudden there's like a chime that then interacts with something that's on, on the, on the screen yeah. you know, that you're viewing. So it's, and then it's like incorporating that into mm. the, uh, I'll say incorporating after, yeah. the, uh, what was that? No, go ahead. You said your opinion's trash. That's what he said. Yeah, I'm just, I, I got I, you, Mike. No, your opinion's trash, Jim. I love yeah. the instances that the, I'm thinking yeah. of is like when you first see Freddy Krueger. Yeah, Tina's having this nightmare, and Freddy Krueger's bladed gloves like scrape across like a pipe. You know, and I want that fucking nail on chalkboard effect. You know what I mean? I just want ee! like I want that. I don't know. I want to feel uncomfortable. I want to fucking cringe in my seat. But what I get is like this whimsical synthesizer, like, it's like, cool. Like, thanks. I mean, I I thought it was pretty okay. But again, you're a 30 year old man watching this 40 year old movie. Honestly, I'm interested to to see you watch the uh, remake that they did and see what your takeaway is on that. It's going to be trash. I'm not even going to bother. I I think it's worth a watch. It's not good, but it's, it's, it's Jackie Earl Haley's not. uh, I'll watch New Nightmare because that's what recommended to me. Uh, I'll watch that. The kid in New Nightmare is oddly a really good fucking child actor. It's like hard to He's, get good yeah, child actors. I think he and did. He uh, have you ever it. seen the Phantom Menace? <laughs> What's his line? Are you talking about Anakin? Are you talking about Anakin? Oh, that? oh no, that kid was trash. Jake, he was awful. Jake Lloyd. What's his line that he did? Oh my Golden god! Star I wish Wars. I could say it. Golden Arrow Star Wars. I'm the... a person, and my name is yeah, Anakin. <laughs> I'm a person, and my name is Anakin. So you couldn't have delivered that like more of a robot. Like you, that's not believable. That's something a cyborg child that replaced my child would say <laughs> during the 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 child takeover that the Bible talks about when they finally well, don't, come don't back worry. Don't worry. You heaven. already sold your firstborn for a milkshake. I so, did. Like, we don't I care. Did. Don't like, say that if you're making food for people. They take offense to it. <laughs> ever. Don't yeah, ever. Those were my, those were my thoughts on A Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I definitely did enjoy it. I thought it was a very good horror movie. I'm not going to lie. I liked the kind of like psychological uh, aspect of it more than, I guess, the supernatural aspect of it. But again, I, they they had a lot of really good, nice, scary scenes, and we'll talk about some of those later on uh, because we're all about setting up shit in the show. Gang, gang. That was a that was a horse. That ghost. was actually pretty good. That, that was, was a pretty horse good. Ghost. Good. I'm yeah. spooked right now. I'm yeah, fucking that, shaking. That's think of like uh, Sleepy Hollow. That's the headless horseman's. Ah horse. yes, yes, yes. Shem, stop looking around. There's no one. There's not a ghost. It was just Mike. It was oh, just Mike. Okay. It's okay. Give me so. your credit card information. <laughs> 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 On that note, we're going to transition to themes. All right, so Mike, how about you? Here's the pause of my cat. Why do I never get to go first in themes anymore? Yeah, let's try. Because you lead off on, can we kick it? <laughs> oh, that's yeah. a fair point. That's a fair point. Just to switch it up. 
I think it's deliberate uh, to make sure I don't take your theme. I'm just gonna put it <laughs> out there. I go last every time, bro. I went last last time. You went first. Well, I didn't want you to take my theme. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference. Okay. So Mike, you're leading off here in the in the All theme right. section. All right, I'm lead off. That's fine. Um, <clears throat> so for my themes, and uh, uh, I didn't put too much effort into the themes i'll be honest with you i'm, I'm gonna be honest god with damn you hate movies you ain't put no effort into themes what are you here for what are you here all right sean you're now i said it i said it i said it the people want me to be honest i'm gonna be honest no we'll cut that part but you're welcome i put as much effort in as joe did joe what were your themes uh the f- my favorite themes uh the, th- the theme that i that stuck out the most was if you're gonna shoot a movie on film Make sure it's good quality film. Uh, so quality over quantity, I would say, is probably a theme. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going right <laughs> to stop The importance right of woods. If there were no woods, stop you right there. there'd be no So elves, for my themes, I had you know uh, I mean? listen to your children. Don't ignore them because the entire movie, she's pretty much asking for – She Nancy's begging for help through this movie. Well, well, well. Just to argue with you real quick, to play devil's advocate, do it as they say. You Hit know, me. Nancy shut down Tina at first when Tina was talking about the dreams this in the true. first ten minutes of this movie. This so, if true. anything, it's karma coming back to bite her on the ass. At, that is like, true. But and then she saw Tina get fucking killed. So I think that, <laughs> that, that changed kinda, things like, a little bit. It kind of changed her mind <laughs> after. Uh, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, essentially her dad the whole time's like, just get some sleep, sweetie, just get some sleep. And, like, her mom's like, get some sleep, sweetie, and give me my liquor. Goodbye, ladies, her medicine. I do respect that her mom had a bottle of gin every time you saw her. Straight gin, too. Like, you know she was hurt. <laughs> like, her dad did something <laughs> fucked up. Like, I don't know what he did, but he he, did, he, he hurt he, that woman. That's all I know. <laughs> she anyone who drinks gin straight up, like we're gonna put a number no at the lime, end no uh, that you guys can gin. you can you can call uh, not for help or anything, but just to get some actually good liquor. Uh, <laughs> you can just get off the gin. Uh, but no, she was she was she was roughed up that whole movie. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I had that and uh, I had isolation. Kind of, because like she she does end up like really isolating herself because nobody is really believing her throughout this whole movie. Even her boyfriend Glenn, uh, before Played he becomes by the incomparable pirate, Johnny Depp. Yeah, before he becomes a pirate, and uh, pre poop uh, in the bed. Yeah, and and <laughs> bangs the king, the queen of Atlantis, and king. I don't know, maybe I don't know. They've, he's been around for a while, so. But, like, even he, at some point, is, is kind of, like, doubting Nancy. Like, he actually, throughout it, he's pretty much kind of like, I'm going to go along because, like, you're my girlfriend. And, like, I can't, like, bail on you because, like, there's three people in this fucking town and two of them are dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> you <laughs> know. It's a town of one. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so he just kind of, like, he's, he's along. He's there. Like, and uh, even he's kind of, like, he just feels like he's doubting her. Like, it just feels like he doesn't really, you know, believe her the whole time. And her parents obviously don't. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, it just seems Which like a movie funny, about... Which is funny, because they saw Rod get hung. I know. <laughs> like, and they're just <laughs> like, no, nope, they nope, 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 nope. Anyone in question Freak how accident. he did this? Like, how did he hang himself with the bedsheets? Oh, my God. Freddie killed Jeffrey Epstein. No, no I'm going to say, oh, like, wait. the same police that were there were at Epstein. <laughs> they were watching. 
That's that's what happened. Freddy Krueger killed Jeffrey Epstein, is what I think. We saw the guys. So, uh, but yeah, I, I didn't have uh, uh, too much for for um, themes, but like, well, fear obviously is a big one. But uh, what about you, Sean? Uh, what were you some of your themes for uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Well, one of my things was that fucking it can go fuck itself for using the same fucking theory that like, oh, like this guy who fucking like goes into their dreams and shit like that. And like he does a clown that scares kids and shit like you bitch. It, I'm just putting it out there. Pennywise, listen, you're a rip off. Fucking Stephen King, you, you, you ripped off Wes Craven. Does I'm just anyone put it know if it came out before Freddy Krueger? Nightmare on Elm it came out after Nightmare on Elm Street. No, the it's movie did. The movie did, but the book, the book had been came out. out after too, Fuck. bitch. The God book damn came it. He out did his whole too. research. Yeah, he fucking. What got general you know, uh, it, generalizations do you mean? Give me some examples. <laughs> it came out in 1986. <laughs> it came out in 1986. This movie came out in 1984. So even if you want to give him I a two-year grace period, you, I'm going to give you. You want to give him a two-year grace period for up. writing it? Yeah. Okay, all okay. right, then. You get 50 Let's go. Units. Oh, my Joe. other thing was... Listen, the burden is on Sean to prove that, though, so you're oh, yeah. in the clear, Mike. No, it's not. It came out in yes, 1986. It, it came out in 1986. Yeah. Well, no, but you're, you're, you're accusing it of stealing, and the burden is on you uh, to prove your case here. Now, I will it is Sean innocently standing that I had a lot of It vibes as I was watching this, and I was like, oh, this yeah. is kind of like It, but a little bit different. That's funny, because I saw It, and I had Freddy Krueger vibes the whole time I was watching It. It so. was like, yo, let me see your homework, and I'm going to change it up a little bit. That's all Stephen <laughs> and it's And Stephen King was in the middle of book number 37 at this point. I get it. <laughs> he, I get it. Was... he probably needed some extra help. But also, another theme that I have in this, besides just, you know, cursing out it, is that that this movie and movies used to be kind of cool. Because if this movie was made again, mm-hmm. Nancy's part with her having 18 coffee mugs would have been fucking sponsored by Folgers and it would have been a thousand fucking like Folgers she would have had bottles of five hour energy all over her oh my god she would it would have been nothing but pot up placement the mom's gin would have been something special like oh Rod would have got hung with like some (laughs) like like, fucking consumerism (laughs) is too much now Nancy, drink some Coca-Cola. Drink it. It'll help you stay awake. Like the scene in Age of Ultron where they have that fucking Audi commercial. (laughs) Freddy kills her in the Audi at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't this a smooth ride? It is very smooth. I'm very afraid, but this, I will say, the shocks are incredible. In an effort to not steal shims. Yeah, I just wanted to use my time to curse out fucking, uh, you know, it. Uh, for being a fucking ripoff, and I will pass on themes to Shim. Hopefully, I didn't steal it from you this time. Uh, no, you didn't. I actually had different ones, but as you were talking, I kind of thought of a third one. Um, You're welcome. Well, we'll Flesh it out. Into. The first one um, that I thought was very prevalent uh, to go back to the Batman, the the first episode of the season of Now This Is Podcasting. The sins of the father are laid upon the children. And that's a theme in this because Nancy's mom uh, eventually explains to Nancy, like, hey, Freddy Krueger was a child killer in this town. So all of the parents, like 20 years ago or whatever it was, we banded together and we hunted down Freddy Krueger. Like the Planeteers. Inside this house or inside this building 
and we fucking lit that bitch up, and I was dead. And all that was left. We have T-shirts. And then I stole. We all made his, them. Her mom is also a serial killer because like we all know, know that serial killers keep tokens. And she's like, "Look at this token that I have. It's this glove that he used to kill kids." Truly. <laughs> Shouldn't that be bagged and, up in evidence, Mom? Does Dad know about yeah. this? <laughs> is that why you guys broke up? <laughs> He can only, he's like, I can only cover up so many murders. <laughs> he's like, Bitch, I'm Harvey, or I'm Two-Face exactly. from The Long Halloween. You're, you're, you're Glinda, or whatever, Gilda, whatever the fuck, man. You're just, you're not. Glinda's the good witch. She's a bad witch in The Long Halloween, I'll tell you that. Oh, yes, she is. She's a bad witch. She's like, Marge, please stop killing people and keeping things. It's a town of 30. What are you doing? I can't do this forever. Nice this isn't Dexter. Like, Rod was the brownest person in that movie. True. Um, just saying. He's actually yeah. a brown man. That's not his. The uh, stage name he goes by isn't his real name. Yeah, his real name is Jesus. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Did not know that. You're welcome. The other theme that I just thought of as you guys were talking um, would kind of be like the, the fear of the unknown. Right, because like when you go to sleep, you you enter this dream world. And Joseph Campbell talks a lot about dreams in the book The Hero with a Thousand Faces, and just kind of like what your subconscious does, um, in the sense that like your subconscious is very active when you're asleep, and then you're dreaming about things that are on your mind, or that you don't know what you're on your mind, or what are on your mind, and you know that's why you have nightmares because it might be things that are. Uh, bugging you that aren't like sitting well, you know things like that. Mm-hmm. So just like that fear of the unknown, like when we go to sleep, you know, we're at that point embracing the unknown because, uh, and a multitude of factors, you know, like we don't know what's going to happen when we're asleep. Is my house going to burn down? Am someone going to break in? Am I going to wake up dead? Like you, we don't know. But then in this case, you know, also just going to sleep, like what are my dreams going to be? Yes, I did in fact refer to waking up dead, Mike. What are you going to do about it? You wake up dead, though. Yeah, you can wake up dead. You can go to sleep, dead. You go to sleep and die. You wake up. Yeah, you go to sleep. You For those of you that don't know, this is a scary movie three reference. <laughs> it is. Um. I sometimes when I go to bed, I'm afraid maybe I might uh, accidentally pee when I'm sleeping, and that's yeah. always, I'm always afraid. It happened the other night. I had one of those pee dreams where no. like I peed in the dream, but I was a dream within a dream. And I was like, ha! I stopped myself from peeing. <laughs> I was still dreaming though. It was pee section. We all have that. Yeah. Phone <laughs> Joe's like, I'm really and warm. We get your videos. Up, like, I'm warm. <laughs> We, we I didn't pee myself though. I was very I afraid. I told you to see a medical professional. <laughs> I've seen multiple. I know, just, I'm not a doctor. Just, just but don't keep fall sending asleep, me your Joe. pee. Just don't, <laughs> don't fall um, and then but my I, last theme for yeah. uh, for a Nightmare on Elm Street actually came because of uh, a different Wes Craven movie, which is uh, Scream. Uh, towards the end of Scream, they're watching horror movies, and Jamie Kennedy is watching Halloween, and he's talking about. <laughs> The, uh, the main character, Jamie Lee Curtis, and the reason why she lives uh, is because she's a virgin, you know, and it's, you know, and there's a lot of um, provocativity in these horror movies. There's always people having sex and the people that are having sex that are unpure. Premarital uh, sex, by the that way. That is true. It is Mention premarital. That. That's And important. all these people that aren't, you know, quote unquote, pure. They're not in love. Or like pure hearted or like whatever. They, they all end up dying. So in this one, uh, a theme that came up for me was sexuality. Like Glenn probably isn't a virgin, but, you know, in the beginning when they go to Tina's house for the sleepover, he doesn't sleep in the same bed I as Nancy, like, virgin. while Rod and Tina are banging. You know, no, he no. has a line, he has a line along the lines of, like, damn morals, you know, or whatever, because yeah. he wants to be banging, but, like, he can't. Yeah. Uh, and Nancy, so, like, because of Nancy... Because of Nancy's purity, purity he's pure. It's actually... 
it's debated if she is pure because she does have like in that scene where she rejects him she only does it because like we're here for tina not oh you know it's not this to that and it's like one of those as things tina's and getting what she needs from rod upstairs like we're here that's for fair. tina <laughs> yeah, yeah we're fair. here to sit well, downstairs while tina Works out her issues with Rod upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> he worked out some issues with her. Jungle yes. Man fixed Good. Tina, apparently. The pipe was laid. That so. would also... You know he did not fucking go down on her. He went in... Oh, no. Rod, that's Rod why just she looks was like a selfish lover. <laughs> like, like here's, that was, tr- here's Tina here's who's just play. trauma the fuck out. And he's not even gonna, you know, throw her a bone. Like, just <laughs> nothing. He's like, no lube, no nothing. Like, I hope this doesn't hurt you, but I don't care. care. about that back then. He's like, Dude, did what not. the fuck? Candles? Do I look like I got money for candles? I'm in high school. Like, <laughs> I'm wearing a I've been jerking off into cool a sock for, for the last four years, all right? <laughs> I think I'm going to buy you candles um, and shit. But yeah, those it's, are... it's the economical way, and it's also environmentally friendly way to do it. It's also sock, why so. 85% of house fires happened in the 80s, so. No kidding. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's 100% true. You didn't mail me his cum socks. You did. Because right. <laughs> I didn't mail Oh, that reminds me. Uh, we have a giveaway this week, don't we? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so cheats and cum socks. Yeah. Yes. They are hard. Enter nice. code NTIP at joespandcumsocks.org. No, no, the, the <laughs> Joe's P sheets have been sent to R. Kelly already in jail. It's a little morality boost for him. Yeah. Ah, People it. forget about him. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Like Space Jam, it wasn't. He didn't help Space Jam be what it was. I know. I hate. I oh, I believe I can fly. It's just so good. Like, <laughs> I hate it. It's, it's, yep. Yeah. Yeah. For that one, you got to separate the art from the artist. Like, yeah, I, I still watch. I will say it's no Gotham movies. City. Right. <laughs> Gotham City. God damn. Yeah, it's no Gotham City. Oh, that so, Gotham City. Anyway, those are the themes for this episode of Now This Is Podcasting. Yeah. Back by popular demand, we have Sean's Honest Minute, and in this case, it's horror history. A spooky (laughs) minute for Sean. Well, hello, my babies, babies, and my maybes. You know, we're inclusive here at this school. (laughs) So, you know, this is what we do here. But we are going to talk about my favorite genre of horror, the slasher. So, it's come along this, we have, at this point in history, before the 1979 hit that ended up being Halloween. Fun fact that they wanted to name Babysitter Killers. Kind of glad they didn't go with that, because that doesn't have as good of a ring to it. But, for that movie wanted to be one of those good old-fashioned monster movies like dracula like the mummy like frankenstein's monster and the bride of frankenstein at that point if you were going to do scorpion a, king way later sir way later brendan fraser is not born yet well, actually he might be born at this time but he's not in movies so we, we're just gonna say he's you not said born the mummy yet. not that mummy Jesus you know God. before this the old school mummies the, the universal oh, monsters gee. as they were called at that point so so this one the mummy returns. Okay, with the rock in it, yes. Talk about Christopher <laughs> Lee's Dracula, baby. So at this point, we have a little man named John Carpenter who wants to make a horror movie. He wants to do a monster movie, kind of, but 
but also he doesn't have that much of a budget. So he thinks, hey, let's do a monster movie with a guy, a regular guy. We give him a knife. He stalks some people, mostly teenagers. Boom. He kills some things. He gets shot out of a window. And then here we go. We have the slasher. The slasher is commonly just defined as a horror movie where one person, usually masked with Michael Myers, Leatherface, Jason, or Ghostface from, you know, the good old Scream franchise. <laughs> no, not Ghostface Killer, just regular Ghostface. Oh. Well, no, he just goes by Ghostface now. <laughs> oh, good for him. Really? Oh, there might be some copyright issues at that point. But yeah. they stalk usually teens. With, I guess that's the easiest group of people to mess with at this point. They have. They don't have that much parents to supervision. Some of them can drive. Some of them broke boys, so they don't have a car yet. And usually it takes place in a small town, so people you know, have a don't hard care. time getting away from you. And like everybody in town says, oh no. And it's like Shim said, another one of their... There are good old common tropes is get cut. And we have that that was Shem's uh, yearbook quote, I think. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also pretty interesting because usually the final girl as we refer to him, except for Hollow except for let's see, which one didn't have one? Nightmare on Elm Street 2 has a final guy. And that's big in the LGBTQ community. Shout out to Nightmare on Elm Street, too. But usually it's one final lady that lives. She ends up winning. And she's more of the the more innocent of the group. You know, they still smoke. They still have boyfriends. But they usually aren't as bad as the other people. Like Tina, how she was out here smashing. Right. In her mom's bed. She dies. Boom. Let's get cut. It happens. What? This genre has many bangers. It starts with Halloween. It then goes into Friday the 13th, which actually Jason Voorhees does not actually come until the second one as a big bad. The first one's his mom. getting. He's revenge. a baby, right? He's not a baby, but he's like a dead like 10-year-old. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he's already dead. Yeah, because his he, mom's he the villain in the first one, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah his mom's the villain in the first one. And he he comes at the end as like a as a little like swamp baby and grabs her, okay. but but other than that, and then the hockey have... mask comes into two, right? Three, three. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's a while before we get to the iconic Jason, <laughs> and then you get to your boy, my guy, Freddy Cougar, and Nightmare on Elm Street, one of the most iconic and the first one to actually have a personality for real. Because before that, slashes were just big bad guys. Who didn't talk? They were mute. They walked slow. Not Freddy. He fucked with He's you. He's a Spider-Man he, of uh, killers. Damn right. He was <laughs> quick. Chris Benoit. Oh, he was bad, Chris. He, <laughs> he was, was bad, bad Chris. Chris. Bad Chris plus In Spider-Man. Of giants. <laughs> Yo, Chris if Chris Benoit's actually was as um, oh, you stealing my take from when we were off air? No, time yeah, out, time yeah, out. That's right. My take no. was that <laughs> Michael and Jason were like, I know, they were the Hulk Hogan's of the world, uh, Andre the Giants, and then Freddy Cougar was the Bret Hart and the Shawn Michaels, <laughs> the smaller guys that showed that you could get it I, done. I argued for Chris Benoit. That was my No, argument. Chris Benoit is definitely in the Chucky no. category. Him and the <laughs> no, Ed Guerrero. No, because he's adorable. Like Chris. Oh. The, the small <laughs> 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 Sorry, I didn't realize. 
don't know if we call him adorable, but slashers, my favorite Keeping genre. They're amazing. And the only thing that really separates them from monster movies is that they're one person. And this, I guess, could have some... It was before the whole, like, supernatural horror is what we call it now. But this, Freddy's definitely got some of that by being able to be in people's dreams and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you can add the supernatural element to this slasher. Yeah, I, I was going to ask, like, there, there's nothing prior to this that's really, like, uh, like psychological dreams kind of stuff like that, yeah. right? They didn't like, go. That was pretty revolutionary. Apparently, Wes Craven got it from, like, this fucking, like, newspaper article that said, like, this lady died in her dreams, and he's like, oh, shit, that's crazy. Really? And he, <laughs> he ran with that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the that's the last like, like rumor. Wes was that like fu- he, some good movies, that was trauma he carried. He's, he's like, this he, fucked me up. He's <laughs> like, I'm gonna fuck you guys all up now because yeah, this tripped me out. You might be able to argue though that maybe The Shining that came out in 1980. That's yeah. a, that's a supernatural, a supernatural horror. horror yeah. Not necessarily dreams, but there's like ghosts and shit. You know what I mean? No, no, no. Supernatural ones existed before this, but he was like talking about the dream, dream aspect of it. Is what I'm saying oh, is okay. very unique. Yeah. No, they have um, The Shining. Like I said, you had you had monsters before that who had to get their powers from somewhere. You had Omen that came out. I was gonna. That was, was the know, other one. Exorcist. It was a lot of religious actually, ones. Right? Yeah. In the nineties, right? Eighties. Yeah, Exorcist, Exorcist was a little 80s. bit after this. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, but you had like religious. No, the Exorcist was uh, nineteen seventy three. Oh yeah, the original one. Really? Yeah, the yeah. Original yeah. one. The original one. Yeah. I think Omen was around Damn. the eighties, wasn't it? Damon, the son of the devil. The problem child. <laughs> that was that was the number one horror movie for me in the nineties. Uh, 1976 is when the Omen came out. That. Really? Yeah, because he had three parts, and then he yeah. bitched out. Those were all one. kind of spiritual, like religious, yeah. kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. Religious horror was easy to do because the Bible's written with yeah. <laughs> so much fucked oh, up shit in it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I I do appreciate your your little breakdown here of you know the slasher genre and you know, this horror history, because as I said, I'm not a very big fan of slasher flicks. I would much rather watch something like The Omen or The Shining or the uh, anything that I guess is a thriller. Um, now, put, put The Omen up against Nightmare on Elm Street. You watch those both back to back on days. I'm guaranteeing you will tell me that you had a better time watching Nightmare on Elm Street. Really? Which might be true. I mean, I did enjoy watching this movie, but at the same time, like, I can't help... But think that Halloween is just a much more superior movie. You know, I like the mm. fact that it's gritty. It's like the clerks of horror movies. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's one of those things that's just so goddamn iconic. It was shot on a shitty budget. The score is amazing. John Carpenter was like, was literally Thanos and was like, fuck it, I'll do it myself. Like, give me a goddamn synth, Deborah. Give me a goddamn <laughs> synth. Right. Okay, right. okay. I will say the argument for this one is that the actual scenes in here are cooler. Like if, yeah, no, it's like yeah, dude, yes, no. absolutely. I, I agree with Sean. It wasn't relying. Like this, not saying they relied on anything. It's that they it was like, yo, we also have a small budget. It wasn't like they had a big budget either. No, and they yeah. were like, we're gonna do some fucking team. I, I, yeah, I don't want to spoil it too much. Yeah, but her death scene alone was cooler than anything that was shot in Halloween. Like That's I get true. it. Wait, she dies. Oh, Tina Big dies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tina Big dies. <laughs> yeah, but there, Halloween just has some f- fucking iconic <sighs> scenes, though. And the one for me that really does it, and I think the creepiest scene in that movie, is after Jamie Lee Curtis enters the house, right, that her friend was supposed to be babysitting in, and she, like, goes up the stairs, and she finds her best friend, 
dead on the bed, laid out kind of like Jesus on the cross with the tombstone of Michael Myers, his sister there. Creepy fucking image. Then she like turns around and like opens up a cupboard and then there's like her other friend's body folded in half, stuffed in there. And then she backs into a closet and opens the closet door yeah. and then the fucking other dude that was there banging comes, you know, he's upside down, hanging from... And they the all die off then, screen. Yeah. No, they don't. The boyfriend no, no, does not he, die off screen. He, he gets stabbed him. in the chest. He gets like picked up by Michael Myers. Hilariously. And like, alright, but also they have cheesy scenes in Halloween, including when they he do. took the, when he killed the girl's boyfriend and fucking put on his like costume, which he was a fucking foot taller than that man and went in there and made sure he saw yeah. that girl's boobs before he killed her. Oh, and nice. He, Why not? He showed that he was 21. I give him that. But also, he's, he's been in a mental hospital. Who taught him how to drive? Who taught Don't him how to drive? He taught himself how to drive. There's books in okay. mental hospitals. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not called. I, I think, like, artistically, from making uh, Nightmare on Elm Street requires you to be way more creative uh, with your shots and your ideas as opposed to showing... Um, yeah, I will. I will admit there were a lot more extra- extravagant shots in that. Yeah, like, Tina's I death mean, scene is one. Dude, the telephone. I, just, there's so the much fucking... that's done in it with the practical effects that really do elevate it. I will. I will say that. But yeah. going back to what I was saying before, like I wasn't even done with that scene. My favorite scene in <laughs> Halloween is after Jamie Lee Curtis sees oh. her three best friends dead. She like walks out of the room and like puts her body up against a door frame and is just weeping and sobbing and yelling because fucking traumatic event and then out of the darkness you just see that fucking shitty William Shatner mask just come out of the darkness and it is so goddamn good and like they didn't need the cheesy effects because the movie itself was just that much better than Nightmare on Elm Street but you have but dude you got a lot of that in Nightmare on Elm Street don't sit here and tell me that some of the scenes yeah because they stole it from John Carpenter fucking shit stop it he was a professor if if Stephen King you gonna turn your back Nightmare on Elm Street for it I can say that Wes Craven can rip off shit because you can't say it's a ripoff if John they're done Carpenter in the same fucking decade. Like, he didn't no. even try to. It was an accident. It was an accident. What John Listen. Carpenter's like, you come here, how much of this wedding day? And then makes a fucking banger of a movie, and then everyone else is like, yo, we gotta do that. Like, holy I, I, shit. Halloween like, that is, is not better. That is the standard. Halloween is the standard. No. And if you can't pass that, it's like a, oh my god, what's that test? A litmus test? A, li- a litmus test, yes. Exactly like that. It's exactly like that. And Halloween is here. Halloween set the bar. The only reason you think that Halloween is scarier is because it's more realistic than Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, because Halloween is on a calendar. Yeah, but that's purely, like, like, you know, that's, and I again, mean, everything's I like objective and subjective. I like the yeah, that and that's what I'm saying. But, like, as far as, like, <laughs> I do Nightmare on Elm Street, just, it, it, yeah, no, I got Nightmare above Halloween. Okay, well, Mike, long. your opinion doesn't matter, so I, know, I don't care. I know, I know. <laughs> oh, Sean, this is escalating. the only one that doesn't matters matter. here, because it's Sean's honest minute, not Mike's honest minute. So, Fuck. like, uh, this is an A and B conversation. Why don't you see I'm yourself out of it? I'm going to lose so many goddamn <laughs> units after this fucking episode. Why don't you make, like, a tree and leaf? Bro. Okay. Whoa! <laughs> listen, listen, this it's is a Christian. Program. I'm gonna go into your dreams tonight, Mike, and see how you like. It. <laughs> Please do, because I don't remember any of my dreams. I've killed it with so much tonight. THC. My dreams are dormant as fuck. Nice. <laughs> well, boys, girls, and everyone in the middle, this has been a horror history lesson. Thank you very much for attending. And we'll be back with You're hot welcome. stuff Thank next you for letting time. us hijack it. <laughs> Can I get an extension on my homework assignment? Your homework better than it... fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. You get nothing. D's Oof. all year. Damn. Well, it's true.
it's, it's the goat. So I'm just going to say that. Well, thank you, Sean, for Are you glad you got that out of your system? I am glad I got that. I have more, <laughs> I have more than I can say, man. I'm about to add a segment on the fly. It's okay. called Chem's Always Right. <laughs> he edits. That was my favorite segment. He who controls the edit controls the universe. The, the responses of the, us to be the, like, edited the out. The right the history, it's bro. Just, oh, yeah. It's literally just going to be Shem talking and all of us are just... Like our whole segment talk. <laughs> it's and almost the all usable, though. That's all And then we'll be back. Like, so, well, Sean gets an honest fucking minute. Why can't I have five? Like, God damn it. Like, I'll bring back the shitty break effect. There we go. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just going to follow up. Hold up. Now, now that the squares are gone, <laughs> I'm going to sit here and see now that it's just 25 minutes. What Halloween's better? Oh, man. All right. Well, we're going to move on to our next segment. And Joe, he's just really keeping us on our fucking toes these days. And we have a brand new he's gotta segment. got to do something. It's called News Headlines <laughs> with Joe G. Yeah, and I've been I actually I didn't get a chance to watch this movie. Uh, I've been scrounging all the newspapers from across the country. I heard it was good, uh, but I've been scrounging the newspapers across the country uh, for the latest headlines because this is uh, uh, you know if it's good to stay current right now. We don't want to just get stuck into the fantasy world. You have to have that exactly. world to escape from. Exactly. You want to so, be grounded in reality. Thank you, Jim. Exactly. Thank you. So let's see. Come on, bro. Did you right, just so, pull out the newspaper? What the fuck? Yeah, this is, this is from the today's headlines. So, uh, um, looks like... All right, here we go. President Harding signed a proclamation today uh, limiting the amount of corn to be grown per square acre. Local farmers in Nebraska are in a panic uh, as the corn crop makes Joe? up over 50% Fuck of the uh, state's export. Joe, that's not... How do you... Um, that, wasn't, that didn't happen today. How do you guys feel about that? Well, I feel up. like that's... A lot of corn. Ne- ne- Nebraska can suck it because Iowa's the king of corn. Let's go. Like, where, where is it? <laughs> yeah, but Joe, that's, that's not uh, that's not current. You said it's going to be today's oh. headlines. All right, only hold on a second. Let me get this. I have another paper here. Hold on. Okay, here we go. Uh, Arbuckle Winthorpe presented his newest invention at the World's Arbuckle Fair last night. Uh, the crowd was in awe and disbelief as Arbuckle showed off his lighting machine uh, that emits a light bulb bright enough to uh, so you can read a book in the midst of Eve. Joe, this machine does not run on oil or blubber and many Joe, economists believe the end of big oil is near where did he it's get the light. these joe we have light bulbs it's a light behind oh. you bro it's, it's been a while that didn't come it's been out a today. minute uh this isn't okay hold on all right hold on so this isn't this isn't correct you think you know this is probably outdated or you think you're saying it's, it's outdated. correct uh, it's just uh, like it's definitely yeah it's outdated joe i would say <laughs> this isn't today's paper okay hold yeah, on i don't think it was art yeah. anyway i thought it was just there we go well ha 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 very funny no, no, no. All right. A new study shows that the most trusted nation in Europe is Germany. How about that, guys? How do you feel about this? Wow. Local shop owner Horns Gorberg admits that while Germany may have had a hand in the Great War, the chances of Germany starting another more deadly war combined with heinous crimes against humanity are probably little to none. That is no not uh, still not today's news. You're oh, about, well, I don't know, 100 years off. 
Couple. Maybe. Oh, Couple. wait. What month is this? Are we in September? Yeah, this yeah. is September. No, no, no. We're okay, not. this we're one's not. dated no, September. No, I got a diary. You guys just say this all September. Well, no, we're recording in September. This is recording in September. Well, why you, they don't know why you? Why you putting the sheets back? You know, oh, I, hold on. All right. What? Are you in a Nicholas library? Boss, how about you stop revealing yourself? <laughs> I don't want the, <laughs> the I nation is man in the in the the booth there. Okay, well, hold on. This is I've got it. This says September here, so this is the most current newspaper I have. Is September? Look, guys, September. <laughs> the nation is still in shock as terrorists successfully oh, crashed Christ. two planes into the World Trade Center. Oh, An official death toll has not been released, but it is feared the number of casualties in the soon. thousands. Oh Joe, God, we got uh, canceled. Joe. We just got canceled. Yeah, Joe, that was uh, you just need to go with while you're ahead, bud. Ago, I don't know why you guys are smiling about this. This seems like it's a bad. <laughs> it's pretty. It was pretty bad. Bro, it seems heinous. Yeah, you were alive. I must have missed this. I didn't hear about this until I'm reading this paper here. Bro, you told me that you were taken out of school on September 11th in 2001. No, I was in school all the entire time, and you can't prove otherwise. Uh, your mom told me different. Ooh. Ooh. Well, that's all I have for the news. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I guess I'll have to. Well, I mean, how often do they sell these things? These newspapers. Can I just like ask where daily? you got the sources? Daily? From? Like what news? Did yeah, you these wear? newspapers. I have. This is the New York Post. Well, there was one that said Hillary Joe, Clinton was pregnant Joe. with a space baby, but I feel Joe, like that might have been how, a fake thing. How many newspapers do you have in your apartment right now? About thirty, thirty-five thousand. No. Do we need to call <laughs> someone? No, how many newspapers come out? I figure they come out once okay, every... Okay, and I'm going to follow it up so with often. how many untrained dogs do you have in your house? Well, I mean, really... I know, I dogs really... are trained, Michael Vick style, you know what I'm saying? The yeah, problem is if my yeah. landlord finds out about the dogs, you know what I mean? It can complicate things. So I really was hoping we couldn't discuss something like that on air. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. My living situation might be at jeopardy now. That's fine. Uh, actually, That's fine. I will not be in jeopardy over those breaking and enterings we were talking about that we committed while we were in undergrad, Shem. That is true. Uh, because is... the statute of limitations has ran on those, and so... So you can brag about it now. That's We're free true. of jeopardy. Why don't, yeah, why don't you brag about some of the other crimes that uh, statute of limitations have ran out on that you've done, Joe? Um, murder does not run out, so... What about what about a stabbing? Um, a stabbing? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't I know. If I stab someone in Iowa in, say, 2013... Uh... Ooh, you fucked That's up. about nine years. It's about nine years. Nine years, no. It was my, you know, it was my friend. You know, he did it, and was just like, "Damn, bro." Can't prove otherwise. Can't prove otherwise. <laughs> Five years. Oh yeah, he stabbed that guy. Oh, it may have been his name. May have been Sean. Who knows though? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> that's just a, that's just an ironic coincidence. Yeah, that's a pretty common name. I met like it two is. Shans today. One was me, one was another Sean. It was also me. <laughs> he was in the mirror. <laughs> it was you and Sean Taylor. That guy's dead. Hopefully I don't see him. Shit, I think he died in 09. No. Oh, no, no, I stopped stabbing in 2013. Oh, I did not have Sean Taylor. It was the, the reanimated corpse of Sean Taylor. What's more terrifying than that? Ah. A zombie. <laughs> It's only one way to kill him. Apparently, it's the same way he died. Yeah. All right. Drugs. Stabbing. <laughs> oh. Breaking it into stabbing. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, uh, Joe, thanks, man, for trying again. Thank you for I'm trying. I'm keeping you guys up to date. Yeah. No. Thanks, Joe. I, I appreciate uh, it because I don't. I don't. 
I don't keep up on the news. So thank you, Joe. Uh, thank yeah, see thank yeah. you, Mike. I appreciate that you Mike, enjoyed that. Do you think it's time to move on to the next segment? I think it's been time to move on to the next segment. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> so back by popular demand. We're about to jump into I seen it. Mike and I have our top three favorite scenes from A Nightmare on Elm Street. I think it. So, Mike, why don't you kick it off with number three? With number three. All right. So, kicking off, I'm going to set the scene for you. It's about 13 okay. minutes and 57 seconds into the movie. All right. And this is uh, Freddy Breaks the Wall. Damn! That's Shout out to Chris Jericho. The new Ring of Honor champion. Still owe me money. Uh, uh, so, so the scene is is very basic, real, real quick scene. Uh, m- most of what I liked about this is visual. Um, we got Nancy is asleep in her bed. She's you know, she, and then uh, so the shot is framed like you got Nancy, and then probably about three fourths of the shot is the wall above Nancy's bed with the crucifix and whatnot. And um, so she's sleeping. And then all of a sudden, like this lighting is just really is really dark, and then all of a sudden, it's it's this face just comes through the wall, not through the wall, but it's like it's trying to break through the wall, almost like it's a like silly putty, and he's like a he's rubber just, wall, yeah, yeah, and it's like yeah. stretching, and yeah. and it's essentially what I gathered from it was it's symbolic of Freddy trying to break through into the real world. That's what I took away from it, uh, through um, just kind of basic. Uh, movie knowledge and things but the scene itself is just very very eerie and it's it's so sketchy because the lighting just really really makes that scene for me and it's seeing it i remember seeing it for the first time and being like when i was a kid i was like god damn that is fucking Mm -hmm. sketchy like that is scary as fuck so um that was my number three uh scene for uh seen it all right well thanks mike i will pick up with scene number two Shem, why don't you take scene number two? Oh, well, thank you, Mike. <laughs> You're welcome, bud. I appreciate it. Uh, anytime. I'm this on scene my toes. starts Someone at has... 17 minutes and four seconds in the movie. It ends at around eight minutes, three seconds. Uh, and this is uh, Get Cut. Ooh. That's what I'm calling the scene. Uh, okay. Just to, to quote Sean here. Get Cut. It's actually Tina dying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't condone that. Ooh, I just did. Yeah. Either, so. I'm just but saying, in, scene, my, in the defense of get cut she did just smash the dude in her mom's bed she did she did yeah in this scene (laughs) tina and rod just finished having copious amounts of 45 second sex and uh there was definitely no foreplay it was loud rod went in it was loud he was proud it was selfish but he shouldn't have been because it didn't last that long but anyway and also probably hurt tina and while she is asleep she wakes up in a dream that very much mirrors what's actually uh, happening. You know, she's in bed with Rod, in her mother's bed with Rod. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a, a clink at the window and all that. And then she ends up going outside, and Freddy Krueger's there, and Freddy Krueger chases her, and then brings her back into the house and is killing her in her bed. And the scene is just very graphic. You know, it's she's under the covers, and Freddy Krueger's on top of her, and then all of a sudden you just see the four fucking... <laughs> knife cuts just go through her belly and she just starts bleeding out then she gets lifted up off the bed and rod's trying to help her she's screaming out for rod trying to get help and you know to quote chris rock oh it's spinning it's spinning it's spinning (laughs) and she's just there floating in the air just spinning around she knocks out roddy hits a fucking lamp then she gets thrown on the wall 
and she's getting dragged up it, and there's blood on the wall. Then she's on the ceiling, and then she just drops uh, when she's finally dead. Yeah, and it's it's an amazing scene. I will it's say, really, like, really I do appreciate scene. that this movie did push the boundaries of the slasher genre and gave us scenes like that. Yeah. And much like the next scene that uh, Mike will talk about for number one, another great scene in this movie. Obviously, it's our number one, but just really I think good. that should have been and number one. But I'll I'll see what your number one was. Yeah, and this one here again, it's like it's the real first taste of what Freddy Krueger can do. You know, this yeah. is the first time that we really yeah. get to see this like supernatural element where it's like, oh damn, this ain't this ain't your mother's Halloween, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This ain't your mother's <laughs> Halloween. This and and to, to touch back on that, yeah, is uh, a lot of his kills like through the dream world always he always sets them up by like they just fell asleep at the same place and then he leads them to wherever. Yeah. So Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, I, I I realized that was kind of a theme that he followed with his uh, his kills. So, so Mike, yeah. why don't you tell the audience the love? Shem, why don't you let three. me take number uh, number one here? Oh, uh, do you want? Yeah, that's a great idea, Mike. Is that How fine? Take number one. Is that cool? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I get Mike why you like this. This like hosting yeah. gig. I'm, kind I know, of, I'm feeling froggy. I'm in the high true Heisenberg. I am the one who makes meth. I mean Knox. I mean yeah. Uh, but for number one scene I have uh, the boiler room scene it's about 24 minutes into the movie this is probably the most for me it was the scariest scene in the movie when I was a kid and it was just it was so beautiful you could see so many elements of like horror movies that are just originated in this scene I believe Um, uh, so the scene is, is essentially Nancy is at, uh, she's in high school and she is a, a diligent student. She's sitting there and she's, it's the she's, day after she's going murder. to school after her friend got murdered because she and wants dad, to make a better life because she's seen her what her mom's become. Her for going. She didn't go to college and she doesn't want to become that. That's what I gathered from that scene. That's what Nancy represented to me. Um, <laughs> Nancy wanted to break away, but Freddie just wouldn't let her, so... Anyway, Nancy, uh, understandably, just falls asleep, you know? Uh, you got this boring-ass white guy up here reading some fucking third-grade written poem that, you know, <laughs> that you know he doesn't have the reading level of what he Pretty should. sure it was Shakespeare, but continue. Yeah, that, but this kid doesn't know <laughs> Shakespeare. You're going to look at this kid and tell me he knows Shakespeare? He had a All book. he's thinking about is the Budweiser's we're going to get after school. Hey, do you hear about Tina? That shit's crazy. <laughs> But uh, so Shakespeare is also like you know the core's light of yeah, you know poetry. You know, there's you shut your fucking everyone knows Shakespeare. Joe. It should have been Edgar Allan Poe. That's what yeah. it should have been. Some edgy stuff. Okay, man, uh, more modern. So we get uh, she falls asleep. Um, this kid's up here and he's reading his stuff, and she just you know she's got her hand on her head, and she's just nodding off, and she nods off. So. Uh, the first thing we see, and this is essentially too, this is where we get to see the the, the you know full grasp kind of of what Freddy can. Re- this is like the most complete kind of uh, dream sequence I think in the movie. Uh, but she falls asleep, and Freddy just starts fucking with her pretty much. This is this whole scene is him just mentally just playing with his food essentially. Uh, mm-hmm. So she she turns over, and the doors open, and she sees Tina. Tina's in a body bag with blood, and that scene is just fucking. Nancy. Yeah, and that's what she says. She hears. She says, "Nancy," and then she's like, "Tina," and then all while this is going on, there's so much stuff in the background that's going on in this scene that makes it that much better. It just amplifies it. 
the kids all of a sudden like when you look in the background of that scene like the kids are all of a sudden eerily just not moving they're just sitting mm -hmm. there almost like they're just pieces of a setting like of the set and then the kid who is reading essentially he starts saying something along the lines uh we have the, the dialogue here uh the line is uh and it's very like eerily delivered. very monotonous yeah and monotonous. He speaks like answers holes from note lovers uh, one-eyed one party. <laughs> yeah that was actually the guy that, that kid is whole that's the same actor he's just younger in this one no but uh he says uh his line is oh god i could be bounded in a nutshell and count myself a king of infinite space were it not that i had bad dreams right that's yep. the line correct and that is such, like, I didn't know what he was saying when I watched it. Shem had it on the subtitles, and he deciphered it for me. But uh, that line is just really fucking subtitles, baby. weird. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was at the time, but, like, just the way he delivers that and everything is just, that's that's a really cool line of dialogue, and uh, I'm glad we were able to kind of decipher it. But, uh, yeah, that, that's just really eerie, like, background shit. So she gets up, Nancy gets up and runs to the hallway, and she turns and she sees Nancy's body just right at the end of the hallway, right before you go and take a right into the other hallway, just laying there. And all of a sudden, her legs lift up, and like she just gets drugged. And there's a there's a blood trail just right up, just following her the whole time. And like as she's getting drugged, her hand kind of flops back, and she's just getting dragged. And like that scene too was very fucking creepy, very very uh, strange. So Nancy, uh, in a state of shock, just takes off running down the hallway and slowly just. You know, like Rocky. She's, she's like, she's jogging, and then all of a sudden she, bam, full sprint, right around the corner, which is the worst time to hit your sprint because you can't see. So she comes <laughs> barreling around the corner and runs into this innocent hall monitor who just gets knocked back. And the, the hall monitor just gently looks up and very, very, you know, caringly says, Hey, hall pass. No, she says it very obnoxious. <laughs> hall pass! Or whatever. And Nancy's like, Screw your hall pass! And then she runs. So, and then we take, and we see Nancy running, and she turns around, and uh, the girl says, uh, Nancy, what does she say? She delivers some line there. She's like, uh, wake I can't up remember what the something. line is. I can't is, remember but... it is, but it's very, it's a throwaway line, but it's, it's delivered pretty creepily. And then all of a sudden, the girl yeah. has, like, Freddy's gloves. And, like, in that scene, too, you see Nancy as she's running down the hallway. There's, there's a lot of light. And there's leaves. There's like these leaves that are just in the hallway. Like, I, I, it's like everything's very, day. yeah, it's very transparent. And it's like things are bleeding through into the scene from outside of the scene, which is very, very, I love that. I thought that was fucking dope. Uh, so Nancy takes off and she follows a trail of blood and she, she goes down the stairs into the boiler room and she comes around the corner and all these shots are very, very close and they're very just, you know, dimly lit, very fucking creepy. And you've got the tone music in the background, just <laughs> like all that shit going on. And she she goes down and then right when she walks down the stairs, right before it cuts to the next scene, you see you get a shot of Freddy Krueger and his face right below, like right in between the two steps. And this is like the first shot I think you really get to see of his face without like his hat. And, like, without, like, the shadows and all the, the magical, the, all that, you know, movie makeup bullshit, 
This is like the first primal real shot I think you get of him. And you see him and he's fucking creepy. Like he's really, like you see his skin's all mangled and it's not like this regular... He's got the fucked up face. Yeah, he does have the, fucked fa- up face. the fucked up face with the nose and the skin. We call it the Joe G face. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely, like that was a prosthetic. So that makes me think that Joe's just nose like is me. real. Like, it's not real. I think he just puts it on for when, you know. Yeah, no, he, see, he look how this it. moves, kind of like a fake nose. It's yeah, not real. Take it off. But all you see at Joe just took off his nose. Yeah, oh, see, look. Shit. I have a normal nose underneath <laughs> here. No, but. It's actually really small. It's funny. That's all right. Well, that's not necessary. Tiny, you got a tiny ass nose, Joe. We're gonna make fun of you for having a small all right. nose now. All right, all right. You want an leave O2 it alone sensor for your nose? No, but uh, leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, you get that shot of Freddie's eyes, and uh, Nancy. Then it cuts back to Nancy's continuing to walk, and then right at the end of the hallway, she's like Tina. Tina, and then all of a sudden, Freddie just reveals himself, and it's a silhouette of him in his kick-ass, scary fedora and sweater, and uh, uh, like it's just just really dark silhouette, and it's like it's like the first reveal, kind of. Well, not really the first reveal, but like it's a very sketchy shot, and this is the first time yeah. Nancy's really seeing him, I believe. So yeah, that's true. So she's freaked the fuck out, obviously. So she turns to go. And then there's like this curtain behind her and she, she goes to go about then there's nothing there. It's just a wall. So she has to take off down this hallway. And the whole time Freddie's kinda like, you know, she knows Freddie's behind her and she's she's running. She comes to this hallway and she takes another turn right down to dead end, because why not? So she she gets to this dead end and then that's when Freddie comes around the corner and she's looking at him and she's freaked the fuck out. So Freddie's walking and then that's when he puts his knife hands right on the the the, the, the steel like the, the little like water pipe there and he just he scrapes it down and he's just fucking with her and it's just all tonal and just this this the cuts of the shots and then it'll shot and then the next shot is like freddie's fingers just kind of coming around the corner and stuff like this and uh she's building up fear in each shot that they go back to nancy she's getting more scared and more scared and then yeah. uh it cuts to nancy and then she's like to hell you bastard or something like that and that's a freddy and freddy's like nancy uh come to freddy or some shit like that he cuts his chest and it's got maggots and he shows he's just doing all this weird crazy dream mm. shit it's and very it, similar to it with pennywise yeah fucking with the kids you know building exactly. up the fear yeah, he can have like his final shit but a ripoff yeah. And, like, at least in Freddy's terms, Freddy did it because, like, if he keeps fucking with you long enough, you just keep powerful. trying to stay. But you right. also try to stay up longer. Oh. So that when you actually do sleep, you're going to hit your rim it. cycle faster. Yeah. So he'll have more time to kill long. you. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point, too. And then there's also, like, the, the unnecessary <laughs> sexual nature of Freddy. Like, and then it cuts yeah. to, like, back to Freddy. And then Freddy all of a sudden just, like, tongue fucks air. And he's like, ah, 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 ah. And I'm like, that's creepy as fuck. I don't know. That, that was part of it, too, why I'm kind of with Shem on, like, it's it's not as scary. Because, like, he does stuff like that, and it takes me out of the moment in some parts. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, you know. And so, it was a really good scene. But, yeah. like, uh, as as you said, there were some scenes that were just so goddamn corny. I have two quick honorable mentions before I <laughs> seen it. Um, oh, two, <laughs> two of them yeah two of them one of them is right before Johnny Depp dies when um, Freddy calls 
Uh, Nancy on the phone, he's like, I'm your boyfriend now. <laughs> and then, like, the bottom of the phone turns into a fucking mouth. It's like, blah, blah, blah. Like, If you like that scene, you need to watch Nightmare on Elm Street 2. <laughs> yeah, dude, Yo, it was hilarious. It's so much of that, and I love it. it really? Oh, God. So it was so much. goddamn funny. Um, the Actually, there's three. I lied. The second one is uh, right before Nancy tries her fucking... She like calls her dad at Johnny Depp's house, and she's like, "Dad, come back to the house in twenty minutes. I'm gonna pull him through." And then all of a sudden, it goes through this fucking Home Alone montage where she's like <laughs> bringing up fucking sledgehammers. And That's what I was fucking, gonna ask Sean. Who wins uh, in a fight? Shotgun ammo inside a fucking light bulb. It's like, what the fuck is this Home Alone shit? She does all this in twenty minutes. Bull fucking shit. Like, and there's no way. There's no yeah. absolutely way. And then the the last scene is uh, right at the end of the movie when it's revealed that uh, Nancy is still in a dream. Her mom's like on the porch and she's like waving goodbye to like Nancy and her friends driving off in fear in this Freddy Krueger uh, top convertible. And then all of a sudden, Freddy Krueger's hand busts through the fucking window on the door and then grabs the mom and then pulls her through. And it was the funniest fucking shit because it's very clearly just like a rubber dummy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember dude. that. Yeah, that's a quick <laughs> shot. Yeah. wild, dude. I oh, was yeah. cracking the fuck up. I was like, there's no way. This movie's corny as hell, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> Again, good that would have been not in HD. You wouldn't have got to slow it down. It would have yeah. been... Quick though, I didn't slow it down. I, I saw that shit live. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You wouldn't. It's better in the old grainy, like not yeah. grainy, but the old footage. Yeah, for the time that think, was like holy yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think the new one tries to capture more of like the scenes of where Freddy's like you know tor- like that scene with Nancy in the boiler room, or the scenes that are like really just focus on being scary. And I think yeah, the, the, the remake tries to do that, but it's not. You know the same. Like it, it tries yeah. to be more of a serious, scary, as opposed yeah, to being. The, the original will always do it the best. Yeah, obviously. So. There's no, there's no yeah. way. But like, and the remake made him like a sexual. Like he was raping the kids instead of killing yeah. them. But in the yeah. remake, which yeah, makes him a little harder to like. Yeah, you can't really like him. Sounds like a real bad guy. Yeah, he was <laughs> pretty much was. They made him hateable in that. Like really, yeah. really hateable. Uh, but yeah, but, well, thanks for uh, sticking around for I Seen It. Thanks for and, sticking around for I Seen It, guys. And if you like these scenes and want to see a four-hour documentary on Nightmare on Elm Streets, all of them, not just this one, the documentary is called Never Sleep Again. You can catch it on YouTube. Ooh, That's YouTube. good to know. I might actually check that out. I actually, yeah, I might, Joe. I got that. four hours to kill. Yeah. I have definitely done it, showing that I don't give a fuck about my life that much. I work 10-hour yeah. shifts. I got you. <laughs> all right well now we're gonna you know we're approaching the end of the show here and as you guys know we like to we like to rate our movies and we don't we don't just stick to a five scale or a ten scale you already know that this movie is rated out of seven gobble ghouls so i think uh, um yeah. i think i'll seven this spaghetti one, noodles and then pass it along to all of you um this movie i did enjoy overall i thought it was very good I thought it was corny as hell, but again, it's a 40 year old movie. So removing all the corniness aside and trying to put myself into that, I, uh, I, you know, I can suspend my disbelief and enjoy the story because it was really well done. There were some very, very good scenes in that movie that were very creepy. And, uh, I, I enjoyed that. There was a few scenes I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Shit. All right. Wes Craven. And it's cool too, just to finally watch this movie because, um, you know, there is a bit of, I don't know, like an attachment to it. Wes Craven was a professor at Clarkson University, which is uh, in Potsdam, New York. And when I was 
in college, you know, they had told us numerous times at like orientation and stuff like that, that Wes Craven used to teach at Clarkson back in the 60s. And he was very close with a few students that lived in a fraternity house on Elm Street that used to be a funeral home. And these fraternity brothers had said that they had experienced like weird kind of like supernaturally things and like weird dreams in the house and all that. So Wes Craven never actually admitted to this. Uh, he always said that it wasn't based off of his time in Potsdam, but many people do believe that A Nightmare on Elm Street, the Elm Street that they're referring to is actually based off of the Elm Street that's in Potsdam and the house um, that all these like crazy things might have happened in with this fraternity it was actually torn down my freshman year of college. And I think they ended up building like condos or or some shit um, nice. where the house used to stand. So, Fuck. you know, it's pretty cool that, that there's just like this personal yeah. attachment to the movie and like finally getting to see it and just enjoying the story. Because I really do like Scream. I think Scream is a very good horror slasher movie which is Wes Craven's kind of like love story to the horror genre as well so I'm going to give this movie a rating of five and a half cannolis out of seven gobbledygools wow nice it's a high rating yeah especially considering that you gave you gave uh, the last movie we we did at the beginning of Spooktober 5.8 yeah nope was really good yeah, and you gave this five point five, so this wow. is in that this is in that wheelhouse. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I very enjoy, very much enjoyed the movie. If you haven't seen it, I would definitely check it out. Suspend your disbelief, let the corniness flow, yeah. and just fucking enjoy it. Uh, so Joe, what are what is your rating? So I, as you guys know, I didn't see this movie, which means it must not. You know, I mean, how good can it possibly be if I didn't see it? So I'm thinking like it'd probably be about a three, even like maybe a two out of out of seven because, you know, it wasn't good enough to really, really see. But then like this movie's been around for a long time and a lot of people really like it. And, uh, you know, they, uh, there's a good tie. So I feel like for a movie to be relevant this far in the future, I mean, I feel like it, it's is probably a seven out of seven. So it's a seven out of seven movie. All right. Okay. Sean? Well... The person who just did a whole <laughs> history lesson about the slasher genre and how much I like it. I'm going to give this 6.5, six bottles of vodka and wow. a shot of gin. Wow. Out of, out of seven bottles of vodka. Damn. High yeah, rating. I really six enjoyed of those this movie. were drunk by Nancy's mother. We gotta love Marge. Marge is out here drinking, and we love her. <laughs> but yeah, I enjoy this movie. Like I said, I have the personal attachment to it. It got me my PlayStation Two. Like it was, <laughs> this is one of these things where like it's it's a movie that I go back to annually at least. So I'm biased, but I love it. Good. So first step of uh, of biasness is admitting that you're biased. So. You're on the right oh, yeah. track. I'm not gonna change I'm not gonna change anything about me being biased. I'm just gonna yeah. admit that I'm biased. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to take your two year chip back then. I'm sorry. Okay. Damn it. I've been clean for five days. No oh, fuck. Yeah, I got my five day chip today. Oh man. Got All my right, five Mike, hour chip. What about you? How, what's your rating of this movie? My rating for this movie, uh, much like Sean, as we all know uh, throughout the, the episode I've stated, uh, Freddy's one of my favorite uh, uh, horror icons of all time, and Nightmare on Elm Street is holds a special place. So uh, I'm going to give it uh, six metal middle fingers out of seven. 
and that's wow. on my my horror movie scale. Wow. Yes. Yes. Wow. So like that's I can't. I just want to clarify that like my my movie. my movie judgments differ for each genre. So like this movie is like a lot of this is nostalgic value and just like the fact that there's so much cool shit in this movie that I think was utilized in a lot of movies to come after. It's incredible. That's some high that's ratings. Ah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a solid. Like I said, this might when be I our saw highest it, rated movie ever. Yeah, I was like, even if we take out Joe's, <laughs> it's an iconic. Well, movie. I gave it a perfect seven. Well, I mean, I, I mean, know. Even if we take pretty you high, out, we still right? gave you a pretty high. Right? Yeah. I feel like it just reinforces it. Yeah. yeah. I would. I, mean, I, I would definitely agree. I mean, also, you know, Halloween Kills, I think, got a bad score from y'all on action. Yeah, like, no, I regret nothing about my score for Halloween Kills. It was that really good. Don't worry. Every single half star I gave it. Halloween ends, baby. going to break the scale. Get ready for this. Let this seven come through. Well, spoiler alert, going back to the last episode, which was Halloween ends. I did give it a perfect seven out of seven because it ended. So yeah, that's, that's what it gets. It's gonna get <laughs> a seven out. I'm gonna. You're right. It, it did. It did yeah. in fact break the NTIP scale. Yeah. Okay, I know this episode is gonna come out after Halloween ends, but I got my early prediction for that movie. So, so everyone, after that you've already listened to Halloween ends, let me know in the comment section if I got it right. So, I think Laurie and Michael Myers will die together, and the granddaughter will then get the curse because she had a little mini connection with Michael Myers at the end of the game, and that's how we keep the franchise going. But yeah, then same movie. Yep, and we'll be feminist because it will now be a female killer. Wow. Okay. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Not because uh, my prediction is is that, that continuing. Uh, Lori's gonna fall asleep, and Freddy's gonna take over and possess her body, and then Yo. he's gonna go wake up Jason, and if they're gonna the... tag team Mike Myers. But all while that's happening, Mike Myers is like, "Nah, I need backup. So let me run down to Texas real quick, see my old buddy Leatherface, or he calls him Tony. Oh, the Leatherface killer." Yep. Mhm. Mhm. And they're gonna they're gonna team up, and it's gonna be a tag team fight. It's gonna be Freddy and Jason versus Mike Myers and Leatherface. Well, if NBC Universal does end up buying uh Disco- Warner Brothers Discovery, it can happen. Oh, maybe. That's maybe a, so. fingers crossed, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, kids, it's that time of the night. Oh. Goodbye, farewell. I'll be to sing goodnight. <laughs> it's time for us to give out the coveted NTIP awards. The NTIP awards. Speaking of P, I'm excited. Why don't I take the lead on this, Shem? Why don't you let me <laughs> tell you what my awards are? Cause, Dude, you know, I would... Do what? I think Sean should take the lead, but that's fine. You know Extend what? I, Sean, why don't you take the lead on this? No, so, no Mike, you already said you wanted to take no, it. No, you know what, oh, Shem? Let me take the lead on this, okay? I got this. So for my two awards, I have... Uh, uh, husband of the year award that goes to John Saxon, uh, and I have father of the year award which goes to John Saxon. Uh, He's doing well. Yeah, he he was he was the the you know he was like he was the the rock in that movie. You know you could tell he was done with Nancy's mom. Like as okay, soon as she was on question. fire. 
What? There you go. That's what I was going to say. I was going, are you going to bring up that scene? Oh, yeah, dude. He didn't even try, man. He was just like, blanket, let's go, Nance. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Paint the, like, paint the picture to the people at home. Freddy Cougar is now in the real world, and he is on fry, fire on top of his ex-wife slash the mother of his literally, daughter. Literally, they pull the blankets back, and it's her rotting skeleton. Like, flesh <laughs> coming. She's uh, There's fire and smoke coming out. Like, her bed has become a portal to hell, essentially. And, like, John Saxon's first response is, nope. (laughs) (laughs) He just put a fucking blanket over her. He's like, he didn't even try to kick her. Just, nope. And then hug my daughter real quick, who I've been denying and think is crazy the entire fucking movie. But he's like, oh, sweetie, we'll get therapy. We'll get help. Don't worry. But he's yeah, like, I mean, payments are gone. They going he's to like, therapy. she's dead. You know, like he ain't got to pay alimony anymore. Oh, dude, he didn't even. There was no emotional connection there at all. But there was a lot of that in the movie. Like Rod didn't give a shit when Tina died. He was just like, oh, the ecstasy's wearing off. Fuck, this is wild, bro. Is this real? Oh, it is real. Like his his eyes were so dilated that whole movie. You know, he was tripping. But, uh, yeah, there, there wasn't a lot of... Uh, Nancy probably had the most emotional range in the movie. Johnny Depp was, like... he At that point, he was just a heartthrob for girls to, like, pine over. Well, he didn't no... have poop in his bed to, you know, yeah. toughen him up, make yeah. him a better actor. That's true. And he also had, like, no muscle tone. Like, he was just like a stick. It was crazy to see. I yeah. was like, damn, yeah. Johnny, do a push-up, like, one. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> just, he just he got by on his jawline. That was it. But, yeah, John Saxon, shout-out, buddy. My guy. The all-American dad that gets forgotten. Pass the torch, Mike. You pick who you want next. Uh, Shem, why don't you let me pick who uh, who goes next? Okay, and uh, sure. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it over to you. Oh. Uh, so I have no, one. No, just you, not you. You. I'll take it. <laughs> so the uh, I have one award today. I have the two awards. You. I have the Lifetime Achievement Award, and that's gonna go to the movie. Nightmare on Elm Street for being around for about a lifetime and uh, still getting talked about in, in, the, in the annals of YouTube and anchor.com slash fm dot ntip. Uh, and then I have, of course, I have the uh, Tony Danzo Award is going to go to you, the viewers, uh, for, you know, everyone's like, everyone's, everyone's Tony Danza, if you think about it. <coughs> We all do put up with a lot of white people's shit. That's boo, true. boo, boo. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> How can you not give out a good award without not seeing the movie? Without seeing the movie, like, come on! I bro. gave it a lifetime achievement award, bro. I'm you booing did. you like the fucking East Coast boo death row at the Source Awards in 1994. Like no, you get booed, sir. It's a boo for what? Of, for giving it's, it's a, a we're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. This is a lifetime achievement. We're not talking. Think about other movies that came Shim. out around that time. We're not talking about right now. Shim, do your awards. I'm tired of this, man. <laughs> I don't understand what the hate is. Ridiculous. The first award I'd like to give out is the Stretch Armstrong Award, and I'm giving that to Freddy Krueger <laughs> for <knew> it. <laughs> trying to scare Tina. The first time that he meets Tina, or that we see Freddy Krueger, I can't believe we haven't talked about this scene yet. Yeah, he is <laughs> like, I know what's going to be intimidating. I'm going to stretch my arms out <laughs> and run at her in the T pose. 
It was quite intimidating. So the Stretch Armstrong Award goes to Freddy Krueger for stretching uh, his arms. They didn't out. even look stable. <laughs> they were just no, like, they you could see like the wire hanging up in the middle of it. <laughs> 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 it was great, though. It was great. It is. Um, and then my second award is the Nasty Nas Award. And I'm giving that to Nancy because in the words of Nasty Nas, I never sleep because sleep is the cousin of death. I mean, Nancy was so ready to not sleep nasty throughout nose. that movie that she Na- was taking pills nose. like her mom. She was drinking coffee. She went so far as to pretend to fall asleep when her mom was in the room to make her mom feel better. And then from underneath her bedside cabinet pulls out a fresh fucking pot of coffee on the burner ready to go because she ain't done. She's got to rig up this home like she's Macaulay Culkin. Yep, so that's right. remember, this even better is that her mom took a fucking coffee pot out with her. Yeah, <laughs> she just like go to the fucking local uh, Bradleys or whatever and just bought a fucking. <laughs> no, she's got a backup. You always have a backup, <laughs> bro. Do you know how much a fucking coffee, pot's coffee had to be pot? expensive back? Then. Yeah, it costs on a fucking teenage budget. It's been like 80, 90 bucks. I'm imagining. No, right? not in the eighties. Yeah. Well, with inflation. Yeah, yeah. come on now. Well, <laughs> think about how much a VCR player was. Yeah, uh, you were, fair, you were, right. you were high class if you had that stuff. <laughs> yeah, imagine if cocaine was readily available to kids in the 80s. <laughs> I like, will say they been... were in a nice white town, so they probably could afford. Her dad was so, a lieutenant. She could have stole that shit and got off. You know what I mean? Like it's okay. there was no Only her mom would have just. She her mom definitely killed privilege. people and got off, yeah. yeah well, hell yeah, she did. No, she didn't. Let's keep this clean. Care about that back then. Family, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's no wop. Wrap it up, Sean. Wow. Why don't you wrap it up? Why don't okay. you finish it up? <laughs> thank you, thank you. So we're gonna we're gonna leave our first award, which is gonna be the blaming on alcohol award. We're gonna give that to lovely Marge because she had a bottle everywhere she went. Other than the basement, because the basement was sacred, because that had her killing mementos. So that's why <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't down there. But you notice you, that Nancy broke a bottle and Marge didn't even get upset because she had like eight more in the house? <laughs> no, she go ahead. Her she I got broke 12 her in my sleeve right now. <laughs> 15 <laughs> in my moo Bring it. <laughs> she slapped her when I'm she called her. She's, she's like, the answer isn't at the bottom of this bottle. And then her mom slapped her because you don't talk ill of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't speak ill was, of God in this house. Yeah, whether it was the freezer, whether it was the folding, the closet with the towels in it, whether it was her bedroom, her on the couch. If you saw Nancy, or not Nancy, but I guess if you did see Nancy, you then saw Marge with a bottle. This yeah, was her thing. She pulled one out and under her sink- pillow when she was talking Nancy. Yep. In. <laughs> her signature bottle. She had several bottles just hidden around the house. She was like, if life ever gets too tough. Which apparently it kept getting tough. She had a bottle of red. Dude, her skeleton took a swig before they entered the fucking. Like, Freddie <laughs> bought her back because Freddie couldn't afford her alcohol bill. He was like, yo, I can't afford this much gin in the house. Like, I'm going to have to take her back. And then for my That's... second award, I'm going to pull an audible. Ooh. Yes, yes, I'm gonna put Manning behind behind the curtains, guys. We talked about our awards before the show, and now look at this. I'm gonna change it. Joe's gonna be like, "Yo, what Joe, the fuck? Joe, what what's going on?" I'm gonna change it, and I'm gonna give the covenant ready. OJ Simpson Award. Oh shit! This is a Ooh. big award Ooh, shit. to Frederick 
cougar because he did not kill those kids. It was Nancy's mom. I, was, I know that's why he got the demon power to kill those kids because he didn't actually kill the first kids. You think so? Fucking Marge did, and they, he he got blamed. He got killed, and the fucking spirits in the afterlife was like, "Yo, that's fucked up. Go get your revenge." Yeah, we can't have this level of truth on this show. This is yeah. too much truth for. What oh, I mean, Marge did keep. We're I was cut. gonna say, like, I think you could argue that Marge is the real villain in this movie. Marge is the actual killer. Freddy Krueger did not do it, and we need to finally shine a light on him. That uh, he's an Freddy. innocent man. We got this episode's not never making the light of day. We can't do this. <laughs> Just talking about 9 11, are you talking about white women? What? No, I was reading the news. <laughs> it's like the uh, it's like the, the Maxwell tapes. Like, we're never gonna see these, aren't gonna see the light. <laughs> this is gonna be the seven minutes cut from the Watergate tapes right here. Oh man, all right. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in for another riveting episode of Now This Is Podcasting, and um, we'll see you next time. We're not sure what we're doing next because uh, we don't plan that far ahead, but. You know where to find us. Tune in next time. Same pod time. Same pod channel. We're out. Woo! Peace. You might not have noticed that, but we are professionals at what we do. We just professionally suck and professionally act like a bunch of assholes on stage. That's what we do.